You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to a new episode of the Rua Space Podcast with Phil and Aaron. And we're so glad to have you here with us today where we explore how to make space for the Holy Spirit in our everyday lives. And we're excited today for this next episode in our series. Uh, We do a study series and it releases every Friday. And our current study is about the Lord's Prayer. And so we've been going line by line through the prayer and kind of reflecting on them, teaching you some strategies for how you can use this prayer to pray daily, kind of unpacking the cultural context. And so today we are on the part of the prayer where we pray to God, give us this day our daily bread. Yeah, and it's important to remember as we sort of get into this line that the prayer so far has brought us through praise in God being the one on the throne of the universe. And we have already asked for God's will to be done in kingdom to come. So mm-hmm. when we're asking for bread, I mean, this is already coming after some other important things. I think sometimes it's easy to approach prayer like, well, first and foremost, I'm going to tell God what I need, right? right. But this is kind of As if we down. even know really what we need. Right. Yeah. Which even right before the Lord's Prayer, Jesus says, the Father in heaven, are, your Father in heaven already knows what you need. So there's a sense in which when we're coming to say, God, give us this day our daily bread, we have to keep in mind that God already knows what we need and that even this line is meant to fit into the overall sort of structure that this is about praising God and about our life entering into the kingdom life that God invites us into. So when we say give us this day our daily bread, there's a million things we could talk about. So we're just going to focus in on a couple, right? No, I think we should talk about all million However yeah. many hours it Feel takes. Feel free to stay here <laughs> as long as you want. So again, <laughs> you know, yeah, no. And so what we're hoping through this series is that with each line, we're helping you sort of go deeper, that you can pray each line in a little bit of a deeper way. And so there's just a couple kind of major things that have stood out to me about this line. And I hope that they can sort of be a blessing to you. And the first one is I think we need to understand sort of how I think the people of the time would have heard this line to give us this day our daily bread, because bread played a significant role in the history of God's people. Mm. So if you think back to sort of the formational moment of Israel coming out of Egypt and then going into the promised land, God fed them every day with manna, which was 40 years in the wilderness, which is like this bread like substance. Right. So when Jesus says, give us this day, our daily bread, the original audience would have been like, well, that's a reference to the Exodus. Mm -hmm. That's a reference to God's provision in the wilderness. And so on one level, it's talking about sort of our daily sustenance. But within that is this important part of our daily bread. So at that Mm -hmm. time, it's amazing because when the manna came, you know, God told them not to keep it until the morning, right? He said that each day you are to sort of collect what you need. So in verse 16, uh, or sorry, in chapter 16 of Exodus, verse 16, it says, this is what the Lord has commanded. Each one is to gather as much as he needs. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. So right off the bat, there's sort of this command to say, God provides what you need. 
So we're not praying for God, give me a hundred million dollars, right? <laughs> but it's to provide truly what we need each day. And mm-hmm. while I think that's obvious to most of us, what I love about that passage in Exodus is right after the command, verse 17 says this, the Israelites did as they were told, some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, he who gathered much did not have too much, and he who gathered little did not have too little. Each one gathered as much as he needed. Which I love because there's this sense in which the community was in it together. So we're not yeah. praying, give us, give me this day my daily bread. Or my daily feast. Right. <laughs> it's give us this day our daily bread. And right. when God provides, again, God is looking for the thriving of all people in all places. Mm-hmm. So when we pray this prayer, we're not just praying for ourselves, but we're praying for all of us. And that means that some of us may have more in life than others. We may have a little bit more money. We may have some more resources. And there's an invitation when we're praying this prayer to actually help those <laughs> who may not have as much. To say that those who gathered a lot didn't have too much, those who gathered little didn't have too little, they were likely helping each other. Mm -hmm. So that was an amazing thing that the community was sort of caring for each other in this line of give us this day our daily bread. Absolutely. Yeah. And that community aspect, I think, is just so key for what's really essential. That it's not that we wait around for God to give us bread. Um, You know, obviously we would say, hard work and you earn your money to do what you can but there's there is that sense that you need to be aware of what others are going through and there might be a way that you can literally help someone else eat and it also gets into a lot of things I'm passionate about like sustainable agriculture and these systems of feeding our families that can enslave the people who are working or cause cancer with the chemicals versus like local farmers and you know it just gets into all of that so We'll be talking more about that in detail later. <laughs> just it is, food it, for it's thought. connected to justice. Absolutely. It is. This... Yeah. It's it's not just a it's not just something that like, oh, today I've been fed. Okay, thank you, Lord, you got this part of the prayer down for me. It it should extend beyond us. And if we are fed daily and this isn't a struggle, then I would really encourage you to start reflecting on how can the way you get your bread how can you lessen the impact on others? in order to feed your family. Right. Or in praying, give us this day our daily bread, you could reflect on, wow, are my needs met today? And who in my community or in the world mm-hmm. doesn't have their needs met today? And how can I meet that need? Mm-hmm. And we'll get into this as this sort of episode goes on, but this isn't just talking about physical food, right? Bread throughout scripture is a representation of all provision, even relationally. Mm. But the sense of this this prayer opens us up to realize that everything comes from God. See, that's the other important thing in the Exodus is that God wanted them to realize you need to rely on me every single day. Don't keep for Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Well, when they tried to do it, it went rotten, right? Right. It would get yucky. (laughs) You couldn't physically keep it. Exactly. Because there was, in a sense, there was a test, but it was a formative test. It was meant to shape them to say, I want you to realize that every day this comes from God. Mm -hmm. This isn't because of your, because you're so smart or you're Mm -hmm. so good or you're so powerful because he wants them to know when they get into the land, things are going to be really good. Right. And he doesn't want them to start believing that it was because of their own merit. And I think, too, there's a sense in which our God is one who delights in giving us what we want and meeting our needs, but he's also a God who respects us saying, enough, I have enough, and not there's not um, a sense we're not encouraged to become greedy, we're not encouraged to 
gather more and more and store up for ourselves. But there's a sense in which God is, teaches us and encourages us to say, I have enough, and then be able to look with compassion on others who don't. Um, so that word enough is great. And, you know, um, like Phil was saying about it not being just food, but daily bread referring to everything. In Proverbs chapter 30, uh, which again, that's a book, this is a wisdom book. So when you read it, it's full of a bunch of sayings of wisdom for how to live your life. Really fascinating, good book to read. Um, so Proverbs chapter 30, verses 7 and 8, it says this. It says, two things I ask of you, O Lord, do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. Right. And I think that's awesome because they're saying either way has its pitfalls, right? Right. If I'm given too many riches, there's always the temptation of the belief that, well, look how much higher I am. Mm -hmm. I did it on my own, right? And or so, that we can now meet all of our own needs going right, forward. Right, that we don't need God anymore, right. or that others aren't as worthy as, as we are. So uh, when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're also sort of asking God to remind us, God, remind me today that all of this comes from you. And this is actually an old rabbinic tradition. Um, so kind of a fun thing that you can do as well is when you when there's a phrase in the Bible, like give us this day our daily bread, when it's been used in other places in the Bible, the teachers of the Jewish faith would have then made connections to that and said, by saying this phrase, you are also then teaching us this. I think that gives, you know, that's just one kind of fun and fascinating and a way to, a lens to look at scripture. Yeah, you can but, see them, they play off each other, they build on each other. Right. But then when you look back and you say, wow, okay, when Jesus said that, lensing back, we're now at this verse, give me neither poverty nor riches. And being able to pray that in as part of it, um, I think is a great challenge or encouragement, depending on how your season is going right now. Absolutely. And so in this prayer, then we can take time after praying this line and reflect on where, what is God leading me? And is God leading me to trust in him more to provide for me today in praying mm -hmm. this prayer? Or in praying this prayer, is God inviting me to open my eyes to those around me who, who through me, God wants to display God's love, mercy, mm -hmm. grace, and provision through me. Right. And to it requires do it, action. Right. And to do it daily. That this is every day God sustain us, sustains us. I mean, that's the whole thing with Ruah, right? Every breath is God consciously sustaining us. So even this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, is a praise. But it's also a challenge and an encouragement. Mm -hmm. It just works on so many right. levels. Because when we realize that everything comes from God, it sort of removes some of the pressure of some things, right? As if yeah. believing, because we're taught today, like, it all it all depends on you. It's what you can do. And, of course, right. we're called to work hard and steward. But when we know it all comes from God, that can also help us to live with open hands mm -hmm. a little more. Because there's a sense in which everything is a gift. Everything is a gift. And if it's a gift, then that means it's from God and we can give freely, but we can also trust that the giver is going to keep giving to us further. And so when we pray this prayer, there's one line where we're, or, or one aspect, one level where we're returning to the manna and the wilderness of God literally provide for us every day. But then there's sort of another level because in the book of John, Jesus comes out in chapter six and says, I am the bread of life. 
So it's really interesting in uh, chapter 6, verse 31, he makes this connection. He says, our forefathers ate the manna in the desert. As it Mm. is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. It is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he. So a person who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So on one level, we're talking about physical, actual provision. But on another level, we're saying, God, give us this day our daily bread. Give us Jesus. Give us salvation, the relationship that we truly desire. See, we like have this hole in our life where we where we have these desires and we try to fill it with things like entertainment, bread, things we can buy, fame, career, whatever. And those are good things, but none of them can fit that deepest hole in us, mm-hmm. which is for our relationship with God. So on another level, when we're praying, give us this day or daily bread, we're saying, God, give us more of you. Mm. Give us more of your son. I want a deeper relationship with you, God. I need salvation. I need wholeness. I want to be a part of the reconciliation of all things, including myself. That's beautiful. I've never heard it linked that way. Yeah, because it, and that's what's brilliant about the Bible is things always have these usually have these multiple levels. So bread is almost a symbol of our holistic provision, right? Because Mm -hmm. we believe that we aren't just a mind, we're not just a body, we're not just a spirit. We are a fully integrated being, which means to be whole, we need to be met on all those levels. And it's God who can meet us kind of on all of those different levels. Mm -hmm. But then this then also is sort of another encouragement because if we're saying, give us this day our daily bread, just like in the first part, we said, well, we can pray this and God might be inviting us to meet the need of someone else. Well, you might be in a place in your life where you're like, well, I don't have a lot of money to give. Mm-hmm. I'm barely making my bills. Mm-hmm. But not all poverty is poverty of material things. Some poverty is poverty of relationship. Mm-hmm. There's poverty of relationship with others, with God. And so you can help meet that daily bread by loving someone, by listening to them, by spending time with them, by hearing their story, by encouraging them, maybe even by challenging them. So, and that, that's Jesus, right? That was Jesus's heart. He went to people, he met them where they were. Mm-hmm. And then like he told the Samaritan woman at the well that he's living water, that you could drink the physical water and be thirsty again tomorrow. And it, But he says, even in the desert to Satan, this is why he says man doesn't live on bread alone, right? Because bread alone can't really feed you. It's this connection with God. And so we can offer that connection to other people when we share the good news with them. And I don't just mean verbally, but share the good news in terms of you're not alone in this. Whatever you've done, whatever's happened to you, whatever pain you're feeling, you aren't alone. The bread of life is the fact that God loves you no matter where you are, what you've been through, what you've done, what's been done to you. But it's often people who share that with others, Mm -hmm. that we are literally the hands and feet of Jesus. So there's a sense in which we can act. Jesus, through us, displays that he's the bread of life. Yeah, that's important because when we're loving other people in the little ways, that is a reflection of this daily bread. See, God doesn't want to just be there for the big things. It doesn't say like, give us this day uh, trouble from the catastrophe that just befell me. Yeah, like right? just when you get cancer or when someone <laughs> right? dies, it's, these big events. God, God isn't 
there for only the big events. I mean, he is there for the big events. Um, but you know what I mean? Like God wants a relationship with us on this. I mean, to give someone a daily bread, that's, I mean, that's one in this time we're talking like baking the bread you'd be actually physically making it then you're you're it's this intimate provision to sustain somebody and he's he's saying like i want to be there for you and this is christ teaching us how to speak to his father which says god wants this so if god wants to be there for us in our little things in our daily things this is a very like nurturing provisional phrase that god wants to be there for us um then how much more so should we go and try to love on others in the little ways, providing in the little ways? And like Phil said, it's not necessarily that we go and buy everybody everything because look at the ministry of Christ. Jesus didn't go around like, like, here's the money, here's the money, here's the money. making it rain with cash. Right. I mean, Jesus didn't come into villages and like dish out the cash and say like, your problems are all fixed. I'm on to the next place. Right? Like, it wasn't. But I think God knows that just meeting people's needs with money, it kind of misses the point. It can meet a need in a way, but it's not caring for a person like if i can use a personal example um we just if you watch our facebook live events or electio divina we had our basement flooded and it flooded with four feet of sewage water which is just absolutely filthy disgusting so i i kind of feel like there's this difference between the insurance company that's working with us they are literally just writing us checks and sending them to us so i report stuff they send me money and on one level i feel cared for But it's not in the same way as my neighbor who made sure I had a key to her house so that while I had no washing machine, no dryer, no hot water, I could take my children there and give them baths and wash their clothes. That, she didn't give me money. She didn't buy me a new washer, dryer, and water heater. But but her care for me in the little daily things has spoken volumes. And, and that's kind of the difference there, right? Like, not that someone couldn't give you money and fix a problem, but I think where what our hearts yearn for and what our communities and our world are mostly crying out for is people to contribute solutions to what's causing us pain. But like Phil was saying, a lot of times relationally, you know, it's the bread. <laughs> it's, it's that simple, oftentimes overlooked because it's too simple way of loving on people that matters and that's what i love about so much of what god does is it's practical Mm -hmm. see we we live in a world that wants like separate the secular and the spiritual right Mm -hmm. and i mean that's even a danger of rua space as if we're teaching spiritual disciplines that are like you pray this prayer and then that's just something you do in this time, then go re- live your normal life no what this is meant to do is infiltrate everything to realize that This is about the daily stuff of helping someone on the side of the road, opening your house just for a neighbor to have a shower, watching your neighbor's kid for a few minutes so they could have a break after weeks, right? I mean, all these things where we can help meet daily bread Mm -hmm. for people or even just relationally meeting that. God is about all the intricate details. Mm -hmm. God loves and wants to enter into every single little part of our life. So that's just to me an amazing, beautiful invitation that no matter who you are or what you struggle with, there's a sense in which you can be daily bread for someone, Mm -hmm. not of your power. But Mm -hmm. again, we're, we're asking God, 
where are you already moving in this situation and how can I bring you glory mm -hmm. here? And, and I want to talk about this, this word daily because the Greek word is really odd. But what I'm going to do is another episode right after this one that's just about that Greek word. Right. And it might be like, well, who cares? It's a Greek word that's boring. But actually, it has all these fascinating dimensions to it about present and future and God's kingdom mixing in. And so we're going to talk about that daily bread component in another episode that will come after this one. But I think the at the heart of this whole thing is that connection back to Proverbs, that everything comes from God, which means it's meant to humble us, that even in the smallest things, we don't provide for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Even the very smallest daily bread, the little tiniest piece of manna, our own salvation, which is a big thing, we don't do. It is a gift from God, which is meant to be humbling. And that's why we're not meant to store up because every day we're meant to rely and trust in God, which is an invitation. It's a challenge. It's an encouragement, but it's a daily walk, which is why praying this prayer every day is important mm -hmm. to remind us every single day that God is with us in the daily stuff, that God is inviting us to be humbled, to submit, but also to enjoy these gifts, right? Like spiritual type stuff can often get really serious, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a sense here in which God is providing you. So enjoy, enjoy your life. God is giving mm -hmm. you the bread of life, right? This isn't like mm -hmm. the bread of despondence, you know, yeah. the, the bread of, <laughs> of uh, you know, like, this isn't misery. Uh, what, what's a really nasty bread, like pumpernickel or something. I don't think I'm a big fan. Or that Ezekiel bread. I really don't like that. So this isn't Ezekiel bread, right? No, this is like unless you like cheesy that. bread with butter on it. You know, garlic. Like can garlic. Have, I love garlic. Oh yeah, this is exciting good bread, right? Like God intends for us to thrive and to fully enjoy what we've been given. And so I think when we pray this prayer, there's all these dimensions of. God's provision for you, loving your community, that it's our bread, that there truly is enough to go around. And so we're invited to live sort of with those open hands. So brothers and sisters, as you come to this line, give us this day our daily bread. As you pray it, maybe as part of the larger prayer or maybe just on its own, may you experience God's gift to you today. The gift of your life, the gift of provision, the gift of salvation, the very gift of God knowing you and inviting you to know God. I can think of no greater gift than knowing God. And in praying this, may you also experience the fact that you are praying it along with brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the centuries, all across the world today, that you are a part of a community and you are invited to be a part of that community, to be a blessing and to be blessed, not just to meet material needs, but to meet the needs of broken relationships, of difficult times, of connection with God, and to find in other people that same connection that God offers to you. So we invite you to take some time with this prayer, to enter into it, to recognize that God cares deeply for you. May you submit to God, may you humble yourself before him, and may you find the fullness of life that God created you for, the good daily bread that God is setting before you today. Grace and peace be with you.